You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Welcome back to another episode of the Chicago Audible. I told you all on Thursday that if any breaking news occurred to expect to hear from us soon after, and just like clockwork, the news broke that the Bears hired Chuck Pagano to be their new defensive coordinator. So after a night of researching the man who is taking over the reins on defense, it's time to share our thoughts on the Bears' first big decision of the 2019 season. Now, I'm Errol Wilde-Witt, and this morning, I'm joined by my co-host, Brandon Hazlett, who's actually to my left. And of course, I have Nicholas Moriano, and we also sent in some reinforcements, as Will Ingles is also on today, as we wanted to gain his defensive player perspective as well. So, gentlemen, good morning. I'm not used to, quote-unquote, potting this early in the day, but still kind of getting my bearings. <laughs> so let's go ahead and go back to last night, though. And Nick, I want to go to you first. What was your initial reaction when you saw that the Bears landed Chuck Pagano to fill those big shoes left by Vic Fangio, other than you had to stop playing some Spider-Man? Yeah, that that was the most disappointing part, uh, not being able to play Spider-Man last night. But I was happy that the Bears actually made a decision on somebody because you saw defensive coordinators just going left and right to other organizations. And then you see Chuck Bagano being officially named the new defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears. And initially, I was happy. Um, look, there's a lot that needs to be done for homework-wise to see what this guy is about. But just I went back and kind of watched his press conference when he got hired for the Indianapolis Colts job. And a lot of the core characteristics that Matt Nagy has implemented into this Bears locker room, he embodies himself. So that's what I like. He's going to be just a, a seamless fit right into this Bears organization. And the players are going to love him here. So I was happy about the hire. Yeah, I think well, I think I said it last night. Like my initial gut reaction, like this is a very good hire. And even though maybe earlier in the week we're hoping for like a Todd Bowles to kind of land in our laps, this works out maybe even for the better in some ways. Sometimes patience does pay off. And real quick for those on YouTube, if the internet quality is a little bit not up to standard, you can blame Brandon over here for his awesome internet that I'm dealing with today. I'm so not used to it. It's a little bit frustrating to say the least. But Brandon, uh, with that, I'm going to hand it over to you for your initial reaction. I know you were on date night last night. So when the news broke, what were your initial thoughts? Uh, well, when the news broke, I didn't even hear about it, first of all. So uh, once I got home, I heard about it. And then and I was pleased because when Matt Nagy said, uh, if Vic leaves, you know, we've got a plan in place, then I knew that the Bears were going to be in good hands with this. So I I wasn't really surprised. I mean, I'm happy, definitely pleased. He's a good hire. He's a, a guy who wins in, in multiple areas of his life, not just football. So it's uh, good to bring in a, a winner and a guy of high quality. So I, I'm I'm pleased. I'm very happy with this. And Ingles, over to you. I know you've been in hot debate in a couple of the group chats that we're in together about all of these defensive coordinator candidates. I don't recall you bringing up Pagano too much, so I'm curious your thoughts here. When the news broke, what did your gut tell you? Um, I'd say the word that came to me was relief. Uh, there's a lot of ways the Bears could have gone with this. Uh, a lot of names just kind of thrown at the wall because after Bowles, like you mentioned, was off the board, it's like, well, where do they go now? There wasn't really a leading name, so it's just like, oh, they could go here, they could go there. Here's pluses and minuses everywhere. And I mean, Pagano does have a couple minuses against him, but overall, 
You're talking about a guy who's run a three, four to perfection. He's been in a four, three before and done very well with that as well, only as a secondary coach. But there's a lot of good things about Pagano. I think he'll do a very good job leading the Bears defense in 2019 and the years to follow. So overall, relief, there's a few ways this could have gone horribly wrong. But I think the Bears nailed it with the coach, at least as far as the offseason is concerned. All right, well, that's going to do it. No, I'm kidding. We have a little bit more to get to than just our initial reactions here. Like we said, we took a night to research this to kind of stew on it for a little bit, and I was driving, trying to beat this uh, Midwest snowstorm, which I did, thankfully. But guys, this isn't going to be our typical hour-plus episode. I anticipate it only lasting roughly a half hour. Uh, Just to begin this conversation, uh, Matt Nagy said in a statement after the news broke on Pagano that, and I quote, he is a great teacher with an aggressive mentality that fits our style of football. He is a man of high character and has a passion for the game that will no doubt add to the culture that we have already started building at Hellas Hall. Now, Will, I'm going to go over to you first because that sounds like we just got everything we needed in order to put ourselves. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Really in the best position to hopefully not skip a beat on defense. This is higher, and I think we already came to this consensus, but this feel like the right kind of fit because it on the surface, it really does for multiple reasons. Yeah, absolutely. I think we, I think a lot of the qualities that Vic Fangio brought in his personality, Chuck Pagano not only brings in his personality, but in his play calling on the field as well. We're going to see an aggressive guy, not only in the way that he works his players, but in the way that he calls the game on the field. I think Vic Fangio called a solid defense. I think he game planned very well, but I think at times he got a bit conservative considering the talent we had on the field, especially from a blitzing perspective. I think he could have done a little bit more with that. I don't think we will have any problem with that with uh, Pagano. If anything, There'll be times where maybe we have a lead and he could be a tad over aggressive, but that's a problem or that's a risk I'm willing to take with the talent we have on defense. And I think most Bears fans would agree we're willing to be aggressive on defense rather than conservative. So overall, absolutely. This feels like it fits the tenor of the direction the Bears are going in since Brian Pace and especially Matt Nagy came in last year. Nick, you know, a lot of the news in terms of maybe, well, not really news, I guess I would rephrase it as like rumors or wants or desires, at least through a lot of Bears fans that I've noticed throughout this week was like a Greg Williams, Todd Bowles, even a Rex Ryan. And then you have the fans for like the Levy Smith, Brian Urlacher votes as well. But when you're looking at Chuck Pagano, I'm curious to your thoughts on the fit here. Does, do you believe that this is perhaps the best hire that Matt Nagy could have to kind of put himself in a position to kind of continue on, take the next step and continue succeeding as the Bears head coach? Yeah, and I think so. And just look what the Bears did even last year with Ryan Pace bringing in Matt Nagy, a more aggressive, a different style of head coach than what was previously here with, I don't even want to mention the names. But you see Chuck Pagano now um, bringing a different kind of mindset to this defense. Like Will was just saying, he was going to be more aggressive than at times Vic Fangio would do. And I know the Bears interviewed Ed Dontel, the DB's head coach. Uh, DB's coach but if you brought him in it's almost running the same kind of system as Vic Fangio I think the Bears just wanted to go a little bit of a different route there and that's why you bring in an outside guy to bring his philosophy here to change up a little things and look it's going to be he runs a 3-4 and he's going to definitely bring that here to Chicago but he's going to put his little sprinkle here and there and that's what I think the Bears wanted to do just bring in somebody else who has this and I was listening to his press conference like I said earlier 
just like Vic Fangio, who used to crack jokes every once in a while, he'll do the exact same thing. And the players really just resonated towards uh, Chuck Pagano. And that's exactly what's going to happen here. So I think the Bears made the right hire because they wanted to go in a different direction, not just bring back someone who's been in the organization for a while, like an Ed Donatel and runs that Vic Fangio system. They wanted to go elsewhere. And that's why they got Chuck Pagano as their D.C. Yeah, as you guys know here, and for the past few years, I've been trying to give as much love to Ed Donatel as possible because he's been such a very, he's been a good coach to the Bears, especially for that secondary. And I agree with you guys because how I look at this, if you hire him with a, from a then, you promote him, you give him that DC job. I think a lot of the players, even though they respect Donatel, it would almost feel like a shell of the former defense in terms of the scheme because it would be kind of like Vic Fangio, but maybe Donatel's best impression, almost kind of like when they brought in. And I hate to say Mel Tucker, but Mel Tucker to run Lovey Smith's system. That wasn't good for anybody. No one wants to run Lovey Smith's system with someone who does. I mean, Donatel does know the system, unlike Tucker did with Smith. But for having someone trying to imitate or copycat, that's not a good idea. And for what Nick said, to bring on his own sprinkle, I think that's going to keep things fresh. And when you keep things fresh, you keep players engaged. When you keep players engaged, and I believe he's a motivator as well, I think that's going to be a good combination to really help this defense stay hungry and hopefully still have a desire to not to build upon this already special 2018 season here in 2019 and beyond. B, do you have anything you want to add here? Yeah, I mean, I think it helps take uh, Nagy to that next step, kind of like we talked about this morning after breakfast, uh, and kind of like you talked about with Nick here too, that, you know, he's been through these these highs and lows as a head coach with Indianapolis when they went to the AFC Championship, uh, and then he got fired after a 4-12 and season or whatever that, that record was. Not very good. But regardless, uh, th- he brings a lot of, of coaching experience that he could kind of tell Nagy, like, hey, I've been through this before, and this is how I handled it. I mean, you can handle it your own way, whatever. Uh, but this is what I've seen, what I've gone through, and it'll be able to help you grow, uh, be able to help the team grow in a lot of aspects that way. So in that, that spec, that definitely feels like uh, the right fit. Now, Will, I want to go over to you for a player's perspective here, because I'm sure that if you had a coach like Vic Fangio, that would sting, and you'd still be a little shell-shocked through all this as well. But what does Chuck Pagano need to do to come in and win that defensive locker room? Is it as simple as just, and I'm going to pull Matt Nagy here, BU? I that was if you weren't going to say it, I was. Uh, and, and I mean, the thing is, it, it it is a little nice because there is a little bit of continuity in Baltimore, 2008-2009. The the two worked together, so you got Chuck Pagano and Vic Fangio working together, and that was between linebackers and secondary, two two, two position groups in the pass game that are married together on the field, especially from a communication standpoint. So I do think there will at least be some continuity there. There will be at least some sharing of term terminology, which is really important for defense uh, as much as him just saying, okay, this is what he called it in Baltimore. You know, is this, what did he call it here? Because I don't imagine that Vic Fangio changed a ton of things over the course of his career. He played in a very similar system, especially throughout the later part of the 2000s into the 2010s uh, from what I've watched film on. So I do think that's really good. There'll be some continuity there. There'll be that aggressive mindset Chocano's coached some very good defenses. It's not like he has to work to establish credibility in a way that, if you ask me, Donatel would have to because he would have to make his uh, this defense his own to an extent. He would have to be his own person where everyone's just saying, well, you're the shell of Vic Fangio. So uh, not that that in any case is what would happen, but that's just what he would have to fight through. Those are the stereotypes. Those are the narratives that he would have to fight through. Pagano doesn't have to do that. So I think like you mentioned at the top of this, it's as simple as him being him, be that aggressive guy and be that overall successful guy that has coached some great defenses and coached some great players throughout his career. Good stuff. And even though um, when you look at a lot of fans, you have a lot that are positive about this hire, but then you have that 
I'm going to call them the vocal minority that are a little bit skeptical that this maybe can't not be a cure all, which I don't think any of us are going into this, um, assuming that, you know, Pagano is going to come in here and be that cure all. Um, but on top of that, some were fearful that the defense could take a step back, but I'm curious. And Nick, I want to go to you first. Uh, what's your confidence in a guy like the Pagano to come in and either maintain the defensive level or even elevate it? You know, here, I'll just flat out say this right now. I think you have to be an idiot to really mess up this Bears defense. Let's be completely <laughs> honest. Because, look, that's a, a a side that has three all pros, has ascending players, young players that are going to get better. And, look, like I said, Chuck Pagano runs this 3-4, and maybe the terminology needs to be simple or go to what maybe the Bears are used to or he's going to bring his own here. But I don't see that it, this really this defense is going to really regress in one season. Maybe, look, they they did really well with all the turnovers and everything, but it's still a there's a lot of players on there, and that's what ultimately makes a scheme work, whether or not you have the playmakers on that side of the ball. It, I, maybe, I guess, when you look at it, that defense did do some really good things last year. Maybe they won't do the same exact number-wise, but – you want to see the growth and that's maybe where fans are a little skeptical. Can this defense get better? Maybe it's not this first season, but can Pagano over the years elevate some of these players to just play even better than they did a previous season? Maybe that aggressive mindset will bring out those numbers and bring out those, uh, you know, those numbers that fans want to see that the defense wants to see, but I don't think it's, it's going to be really a huge step back. Maybe you'll see a little bit, especially in the first season, especially what the defense did last year. But like I said, you got to be a fool to really mess this up. Yeah, and he did it in Baltimore, too, when he actually took over as defensive coordinator over there. He inherited a very good defense and helped them improve in his very first year as a defensive coordinator. And I want to thank Lester over at Windy City Gridiron. He came up with a very good sheet of all these numbers, and that's where I got these from. So help me in my research, uh, kind of getting prepared for this. But just wanted to show these real fast. Uh, in Baltimore, their DVOA went from 6th the first their yards per game went from 10th to third uh the third down conversions went from 15th to second and their sacks they jumped from 27th all the way to third so obviously he's someone who can dial up the pressure and nick like you said they have the players to do it and it doesn't take an overall genius to find a way to get it done besides tell khalil Mack to go do his thing and bring leonard Floyd and akeem hicks along with him but uh b how about you what's your confidence level in a guy like pagano to come in maintain the level play on defense and perhaps even take it to another level yeah, and usually I'm a guy that, you know, stresses patience, you know, wait a little bit. But I think Pagano's a guy that can come in and elevate uh, the defenses right away because when you even look at, you know, his early success when he was with the Browns as a secondary coach uh, in 2001, 2003, and 2004, he had some really good years where he was, they only gave up, you know, 17 passing touchdowns in 2004, which was a top top five defense as far as touchdowns allowed. And twenty or 2003, they had the seventh best passing defense and only allowed 13 touchdowns then. Uh, through the air. So, I mean, even in his early success, he's come in and just made an impact right away. And that was evident in Baltimore when he even came in as the secondary coach. Uh, and even in Oakland, when they had the best passing defense in the league in 2006, they only allowed 150 yards th uh, through the air uh, that season uh, per game, 17 passing touchdowns, and they were 10th best in interceptions. So, I mean, I don't even think that there's much of a, a need to wait for him to come in and elevate this defense, especially the secondary. He just can come in and do it right away. So, I think that also helps make this the right fit at defensive coordinator. Ingles, over to you, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. One to ten, what's your confidence? Confidence, I'd say overall. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets. 
and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. It's a nine. Uh, the thing that only worries me with bringing in a guy like Pagano is we've had so much uh, consistency, uh, a lot of continuity within that defense for the last four years. Even throughout a head coaching change, we still have the same defense. A lot of players, since they've been in Chicago, have ran the same thing. So when you have a hyper-aggressive guy like Chuck, who's going to be, like you mentioned, with those Baltimore numbers, he likes to dial up the pressure. He knows how to dial up pressure. Well, if there's a miscommunication when you're going full out, cover zero, man-to-man, those are problems if you have uh, communication issues at that point in the game. So I think this is perhaps a defense where maybe you get burned on a player or two, but overall I think I'm very confident in what Chuck Pagano can do overall. All right. Moving on, guys. I'm curious, did you come across any interesting facts during your research on Pagano that you think our listeners would like to know? Nick, how about you? Um, so he's Italian, but I don't know if that's an interesting fact. I kind of there was one thing in um the opening press conference when he was hired as a uh, head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. He said within the first 100 hours that he was going to be head coach, the first thing that he would want to do is take 60 to 61 of those hours and just meet every single player to have a one hour interview with them just to get to know them. Because he said when he was in Indianapolis, the main goal there was to build relationships and just to have everyone trust each other. This that's the main goal to establish these relationships. And that's why going back to what we've been, been saying earlier, that's why I just feel like he's going to fit so great in this bears locker room, because look, that's a family. And we saw it every, every time they, you know, party to club dub or just were on the field, always uh, just elevating each other, always being there for each other. And I think Pagano obviously just got hired. I wouldn't doubt that he's trying to already make some relationships with this current bears staff, these bears players. It's a little tough because everybody's, you know, after a season goes wherever they want to go. But I think that's that's a big thing here because that's a tight-knit locker room and you want to bring quality guys. So I think Pagano is just another one that gets added to the Bears locker room. Yeah, I mean, he's known for fiery and passionate speeches, having that high energy. And in many ways, that is the opposite of a Vic Fangio, who is kind of like, uh, if you go back to like the 50 sitcoms, which I don't watch any of those, but just for some reasons I think of, but like the old dad who's like reading the newspaper, but doesn't say a lot. But you know, as like a son, like you do not want to disappoint your dad. But with like a Chuck Pagano, he's more of that compassionate dad, the one that's going to lean out to you, uh, talk with you, be a little bit more open and direct with. And I think we saw that with Matt Nagy with the same kind of leadership approach, um, just how well that kind of gelled the entire locker room. So now to have a leader on defense who could do sort of the same things, I think that's really going to help that group become even closer um, that they already are, which is going to be. Um, a very interesting thing to watch kind of evolve and grow here in Hollis Hall. But on top of that with him um, and his energy, with that being Pagano and Matt Nagy, I think they're going to end up feeding off of that, off of one another. And that's just going to make this more, much more fun than it already is here in Chicago, which I don't know how much more fun it can get in terms of the locker room and the atmosphere and the culture that's already established. And like Nagy said, he's going to add to that. And when you add to it, you know, this team's already special, and I think uh, it's going to get um, taken to the next level here. How about you, B? Anything interesting that you found out about Pagano throughout your research? If anyone uh, is into the astrological science, he's a Libra. That's kind of about all I got. 
<laughs> he's Thanks. Italian and he's a Libra. We got it. We're we're going deep down here in this research. <laughs> we are. I mean, we're not doing the obvious ones like talking about leukemia and him overcoming that. I mean, that's so well known, and that's why I think we're doing a good job of making sure we're not really hitting that narrative hard whatsoever. And again, that was like eight years ago now, seven years ago. Uh, so it's been some time. But how about you, Will? Do you have anything um, on top of that? Uh, he's a Libra. He's an Italian. What's his favorite color? Well, I'm gonna. Well, I don't have his favorite color, but I'm gonna go back to uh, some more football centric stuff. If that's all right, I know it's not as interesting as Libra. <laughs> you you can do that. I, I can't compete with a Libra, but I mentioned a little bit earlier uh, those years in Cleveland, and Brandon was mentioning how successful those were. He has worked multiple years in a successful four three system, and I know that we've ran a three four for so long, and obviously Picano is going to run a three four for the vast majority of the time when he's here. But that's a look that he knows how to employ. It'd be interesting to, because Khalil Mack has gone all pro in multiple spots, so. It's great to see how he can move guys around. He's had experience in a lot of systems. It'd be fun to see how he incorporates some of those looks into the Chicago Bears defense with all the talent that they have. And then one other thing, uh, we've mentioned his time in Baltimore. A safety we have here has drawn some comparisons to a future Hall of Fame safety that he coached in Baltimore, Ed Reed. I'm very excited to see those comparisons. And he's like, this is how Ed Reed did it. Mm -hmm. This is how can incorporate that into your game if he's able to get some ed reed knowledge into eddie jackson which i see a lot of ed reed personally and eddie jackson already if he's able just to get some of those things down to even like the preparation that he saw when he was the defensive coordinator and secondaries coach in baltimore oh man i, I love to see what eddie jackson can do with just that little extra boost that he could get from learning from a future hall of famer ned reed yeah, that's a very good point there to kind of bring those two together from, you know, Ed Reed to now, I'm going to say Ed Jackson, uh, just to cut it short here. But <laughs> all right, uh, moving on, guys, I only have a couple more things here. Again, uh, it's still early in the process. It's still a little early in the morning. I don't pot until the p.m. and it's only 1130 my normal time, 1030 Chicago time, if my math is correct here. But um, as the Colts head coach, they went 11 and five in Pagano's first three years. Uh, then things started going downhill. And uh, the season that they didn't have Andrew Luck, uh, like Brandon said earlier, went four and 12 and he lost his job. Um, on top of that, I mean, when you look into it, there's a lot of personnel decisions from the GM that kind of led to his demise, um, injuries, which we know in Chicago, just how detrimental that can be to any team season. Uh, so I'm curious for your thoughts on, you know, his tenure in Chicago. But fun fact, too, uh, the last Bears defensive coordinator to come in after being a head coach was Rod Marinelli, which we know what kind of success he had here in Chicago. And when you look around the league, this also does tend to build well for teams. And off the top of my head, I think of Wade Phillips over in L.A. with the Rams, even Jim Schwartz over in Philadelphia. I mean, he's someone who had uh, an atrocious time here in Detroit, but can go over to you know Philadelphia, become a very respectable defensive coordinator. So I'm curious to your guys' thoughts on that and how important is it for the Bears to bring in someone with like head coaching experience? Um, because not only is it going to allow Matt Nagy to keep his focus on building the offense in its second year, which we're hoping to see a big jump there, but also someone that Nagy can learn on due to this prior experience, both the ups and the downs that he experienced in Indianapolis being their head coach. And Nick, I want to go to you first. Yeah, I think that is important because that's exactly what Nagy did bringing back Vic Fangio, or well, the Bears bringing back Vic Fangio. He didn't have to worry about that side of the ball. He took care of that, and he did his own thing. Obviously, you as a head coach, you're looking over everything. But with Vic, 
with uh, Chuck Pagano, yes, he is a veteran guy. He's been in the league for, what, I think it's like 30-plus years now, just kind of coaching. And now you can let him do his thing. And really, he has, to, he has to because he has to learn what about these players, see what their strengths are. And that's a big thing um, with that. when he went to Indy. That's what he said he wanted to do for his players, just play to their strengths. So I think that is important for Negi because he's still learning how to be a head coach and can definitely lean on Chuck Pagano to get some insight on what you know did and didn't work, like Brandon was saying earlier, and then just have him run his defense, let him do what he does, and not have to you know mix in with that. So I think that is important that you brought in another veteran guy as opposed to maybe a first year defensive coordinator to where he's learning the ropes on the on the fly, like Nagy was doing with being a head coach last year. You don't have to go and like backtrack a little bit. They can just kind of plug him in there let him learn the system or learn the players and then put them in position to succeed. So I think that is very important to where this Bears organization doesn't really have to take a step back because they've made so many steps forward last season. Yeah, and I really do think that the focus for Nagy to really you know keep his perspective on that offense, make it elevate in his second year here, which again we're all hoping for and we believe will happen. Um, if he had to you know inherit someone like maybe an Ed Donatel where he had to kind of like oversee a little bit of the defensive stuff and keep his focus over there, that could have taken away from it just a little bit. So and with Nagy and Ryan Pace, who I, you know are working hand in hand with all these as well, they're they're a duo, and they've said that ever since Nagy was brought in here about a year ago. Uh, I think that was probably part of the conversation. Like, you know, as a good guy, but if we have to pay attention to that a little bit more, is that what you want? And Nagy's like, probably not. And again, we're going to hear about this on Monday during the press conference for sure. But just from my perspective and our perspective that we've noticed from this team, I think Matt Nagy really wants to focus on his offense and bring in someone, obviously, uh, like a Pagano, so he can just kind of have that ease of mind. Like, you know, my defense, uh, it's like Allstate. They're in good hands, so we don't have to worry about that whatsoever. And no, we are not sponsored by Allstate. Need to have that be our disclaimer as well. But go ahead and let's go to Will Ingles for his thoughts about this. The biggest thing for me with bringing in a guy like Pagano, we mentioned how his time in Indianapolis definitely went uh, sour by the end. And obviously the, you mentioned a little bit the, uh, the bout with uh, leukemia. Uh, he's definitely fought through adversity. And the thing for Matt Nagy, I mean, the most adversity he fought through this year was his kicker sending them home for what we all think was an early exit in the playoffs, which is adversity. Don't get me wrong, but for your first year, going, going, winning the division in your first year, turning everything around, all the media is behind you. You're bringing in a new attitude in Chicago. I don't think Nagy could do much wrong last year, but now there's expectations. You know, if if things, if what happens if they start two and two? What happens if they lose? You know, game one in a game that they should have won. Now, all of a sudden, you have some adversity facing you. Now, all of a sudden, you have some people who were just praising you all year last year now trying to shoot you down. Pagano's a guy who can basically kind of help him weather the storm. He's been through that before. He can tell you how to handle it because, overall, he handled some adversity very well in Indianapolis. And, obviously, at the end, they fired him. You mentioned Andrew Luck's arm basically fell off, and there was a lot of neglect done to uh, a lot of other sides of the ball. I mean, yeah, yeah. If, if you fired Mike McCarthy for when Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone, it's just like, well, what are you doing? Your best player got hurt. Why are you firing him? Which ultimately, that's just kind of how it ran its course in Indianapolis for Chuck Pagano, unfortunately for him. But he knows how to handle that stuff. And I think that is so important moving forward for a team that really hasn't had to deal with a ton of adversity, especially in the early going of a season. Good stuff there, Will. How about you, B? Anything you want to add here? Yeah, I mean, these guys did a very good job of touching on it already. But uh, one thing, too, uh, Pagano's been a head coach, obviously, with the Colts. He's had success, and he's obviously been fired from him, like Will was just talking about. But some guys are just better as role players. 
And I think that's kind of what Chuck can really bring. He's been a great secondary uh, coach, been a good defensive coordinator with Baltimore, as we talked about already. So maybe this is just a role that fits him better than than being a head coach. He didn't coach anywhere last year, not even as an assistant, not not really anything else. I think I read that he did something uh, helping the officials out a little bit here and there. But regardless, uh, I think that this is a, a good role player uh, to fit in. We know that uh, Pagano can take the limelight if needed. Uh, he can answer all the tough questions, face that adversity. Uh, and he can also give Matt Nagy tips on being successful because, like we, we mentioned earlier, he's been in an AFC championship game, so he knows how to get there. Uh, so there's just a lot of good experience. He's a very good plug-and-play guy uh, that I think this defense really needs. I don't see them taking any steps back here. All right, I just want to go around a horn for any final initial thoughts about this Chuck Pagano hire. And, Will, I want to go to you first. Overall, like I said, I think this is a great hire at the end of the day. I think we're going to see a very aggressive play calling from this defense, which with guys like Leo Mack, guys like I mentioned with Eddie Jackson, I think are just perfect for this kind of uh, aggressive style of play that Chuck Pagano is going to bring in. Over, You might see a couple miscues. You might see a the big play hurt the Bears a little bit more this year than it did last year. But never again will you see the Bears dominate all the way to the fourth quarter and then all of a sudden see teams start moving the ball at the end of halves a couple times this year. We saw the Bears make a few mistakes and play loosen up just a little bit, and then all of a sudden teams are getting field goals at the end of half or they're threatening at the end of a half. I don't think we will see that with Chuck Pagano. I think we will see him call an aggressive game from kickoff to final whistle, which at times can be a problem. It's the same thing as leaning back on your defense and being conservative can win you games sometimes, but can also be a problem. Well, it's going to be the other way around. And I'm excited to see that with the personnel that we have. So overall, very excited to see how this goes as obviously very early offseason. We won't see the fruits of this decision until much later. But either way, very excited for when this team hits the field again. All right, B, how about you? I think this is just a very good quality hire here. I don't see any uh, reason why the defense can't at least elevate itself after a few games, a year or two. I mean, the aggressiveness, like Will said, it can hurt you from time to time, but it's also really good. Uh, Also, especially when we look at now we're going to have to face a a first-place schedule, as they're going to call it, Uh, face a lot of better teams. And I think the aggressive defense, uh, especially in the NFL, when a a key to winning games is getting after the quarterback, I see that that being a a very positive thing here, Uh, being able to send more blitzes, things of that nature, like – We'll mention earlier already, we're not going to see much of that prevent at the end of half or any games get conservative, uh, you know, kind of scare us marching down the field a little bit. And it's like, oh, they're going to kind of cut into the lead a little bit here, which is sometimes unsettling. So I think that it's a a good hire. It goes hand in hand with what Maggie wants, uh, with what Matt Nagy wants to do on offense, be an aggressive play caller. But guys going to come and do the same exact thing and be aggressive on defense. Nick, how about you? I'm just looking forward to seeing how this Bears team, and especially those defensive players, how they embrace Chuck Pagano coming into this locker room. Because I think that's just a big thing, just having that trust and continuity uh, that the Bears already have, and then bringing it and sharing it with Pagano, being able, being now the play caller. So I think that's very important for for any defense, any organization. I'm also this just popped up into my head whether or not he's going to be on the sideline or is he going to be up in the press box. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vic Fangio is a guy that was always upstairs, kind of watching, overseeing the field. Is Pagano obviously being a head coach he's down on the field i wonder if he still stays down there is able to you know talk to his players like maybe after a good defensive series bad defensive series or whether or not he's upstairs just kind of overviewing like vic fangio did i think that'll be interesting in itself seeing how um you know pagano plays that out yeah that's a very good question maybe someone will ask it on monday uh hopefully we get some insight there because i don't want to wait to september because that is must know 
information. Uh, my final thoughts is uh, just a summation of everything we already talked about. We're getting an aggressive coach who's coming in here, uh, hopefully going to bring uh, what Nick is calling the sprinkles to this defense in order to help take them to the next step and also kind of keep them engaged, keep them involved, keep them hungry to want to learn more. And again, when you're learning, you're growing. And I think that's exactly what they're going to go ahead and start doing here under Chuck Pagano. I think the former Colts GM, his name is escaping me, uh, when he interviewed Pagano, I just tweeted this out. Um, he wrote in all caps in his notes, players will run through a brick wall for this man. So if you're wondering what kind of coach you're getting, you're getting a coach that is going to you know, instill confidence in his players, um, bring his players into a position where they want to play for him, uh, stand up for him. I know when I was reading through all the articles about when he was fired, a lot of players were in tears because they knew he had to go, but they didn't want him to go because he's such a great leader. They knew that the faults in Indianapolis really weren't on him. Uh, so for having a guy like that where players, even through some of the dark times, really stood up for him and really cared about him that much, I think is a testament of just what kind of player, I mean player, coach we're getting, what kind of person we're getting, and that should just excite you as Bears fans because even though it's still a few days removed, a tough pill to swallow knowing we don't have a Vic Fangio, I think bringing in a Chuck Pagano is – the best possible outcome that we could have here as a Bears fans. And hopefully when it's all said and done, it may be that just added kind of wrinkle that we needed here, either in the locker room or as a defensive mind to help take this Bears team to that next level. So those are my final thoughts to wrap it up. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Chicago Audible. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in, no matter where you are or how you did it. As fellow Bears fans, we really do appreciate the time that you've taken to hear our thoughts of on the Chuck Pagano hire. And of course, for tuning into each and every one of our episodes real quick, today's MVB of course is going to be Brandon's internet for holding down throughout this entire show. Didn't know if it was going to be possible, but it did its job. So I really want to thanks to the internet powers that be for hanging in there. But the Bears, they do have a press conference. Like I said, it's scheduled for Monday afternoon. And usually in the offseason, uh, since we don't hear from the Bears brass all too often, we do like to try and come on and kind of chime in and share our thoughts on those. So stay tuned for that. We'll be keeping you in the loop with every major decision all offseason long like we do each and every year. So we'll talk to you on Monday. But until then, enjoy your weekend. Nick, Brandon, and I will see you at the Punchbowl Social here in a couple of hours. And of course, bear down, Chicago. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it.